Welcome to the Village Fitness Podcast, where we talk about health, fitness, and living a big life in a small town. All right, welcome back to the Village Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Harris, and joining me today is a special guest. We were going to do this under um, less dire circumstances, uh, but it's still good to get as many health and fitness opinions, especially from people that you respect. So uh, with me is owner of CrossFit Elmhurst, uh, Vince Velez. How you doing, man? Doing well, man. Hunkered down. Hunkered down. I see you got the squat rack in the background there, the crossover bands. You are kitted out. <laughs> All to being an owner. That's, that sure is. I know that um, I think number one thing that people are going to come after us for if there starts to be like looting and riots in the streets uh, would be the barbells. Um, we're notoriously bad at stocking food, but notoriously great at just spending all of our money on fitness equipment. Those are facts. <laughs> so how, um, how has your, uh, how has this kind of quarantine situation affected your fitness? This is, this is the number one topic on people's minds. Whenever you're listening to this, uh, we are in what week one of full mm-hmm. lockdown in the state of Illinois. Um, so, so far, how has this affected your fitness, uh, personally? So personally, I'll say that it has affected my fitness. And I think everybody who is not allowed to go to a gym, um, who is regularly going to a gym has experienced some kind of, you know, endurance or strength or some kind of decline in their fitness. And I think a lot of that's attributed to stress of what's going on, of whether do I have to close the business? Do I have to work? And maybe uh, for most people, and even for me, who I've, I've owned a gym for now for over five years and, um, you know, working out as a daily thing for me, there was two or three days where I didn't get my workouts in. And that's a very rare occasion for me. So I definitely did notice that there's a slight drop. Um, it was trying to figure out what I can do at home while I adjust in that beginning stage and in the infancy of how do I program for myself right now and take care of my members at the same time? And I definitely chose taking care of members and the gym, um, over myself. So I haven't been able to Olympic lift. I haven't been able to, you know, hang on a uh, set of rings. So those are things that I think have come into it, but I did do a pretty solid, uh, Metcon right before the full, uh, quarantine. And, uh, it was apparent, very obvious that my fitness has, slightly declined but the thing that was really impressive to me and uh not that I was concerned that it was going to go away but picked it up just like that you know got the workout in got everything done my muscle didn't you know have atrophy like I just had like a 10-day surgery like everybody's freaking out that the quarantine would have those similar effects but have I noticed uh, a difference yes have I noticed a monumental fitness where I'm scared that I have to restart over not at all yeah I mean, you've got such a, such a long base of health and fitness. It's been part of your daily life and practice forever. Uh, and you mentioned owning the gym for five years. You want to give people uh, who might not know you uh, just a little bit of background on uh, how you came to own CrossFit Elmhurst, uh, what your fitness background is, and, and uh, kind of where you stand on the uh, continuum of coaches that we're seeing out there. So more need to differentiate yourself than ever. Uh, I'm finding as a coach. Uh, so give people the, the spiel um, for what makes you so good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I'll give you guys like the moderate 
long story kind Perfect. of feel. <laughs> long story, not short, but it's also kind of moderate. So I was a collegiate wrestler. I started wrestling when I was in high school, freshman year, made it to the collegiate level, um, did well for myself. And my junior, senior year, I kind of got plagued with injuries. My junior year, I tore uh, my Achilles was in a boot, no surgery. And then my senior year, uh, recovery went well, rehab went well, ready to get back on the mat. And uh, about two months into the season, I uh, ruptured my ACL. So basically I knew that my collegiate wrestling career was over and, you know, I was already a kinesiology and exercise science major. So I knew the dynamics of where that was going to lead me. So one day I was actually already a personal trainer at that time for my clinicals. I stopped into a CrossFit gym. Um, one of my clients had told me about it, did a workout that was uh, generally very difficult for um, veteran CrossFitters. And I did it on my first day that I wasn't really uh, aware of what was going on. If you guys want to know, it was Nate and my good friend, Mitch here, your host is the guy who uh, was my first coach and basically said, Hey, like, there's these things called ring muscle ups and I think you can do them. And then there's these things called handstand pushups. And I feel like you can do them. And this is a kettlebell and how, here's how we're going to swing it. Um, and basically the class went on and I started cranking out muscle ups, cranking out handstand pushups, cranking out American kettlebell swings day one. And uh, that is very odd <laughs> and it's kind of unique, but. I do want to press sorry. pause and say that you weren't cranking out muscle ups. I was uh, not cranking them up. I was singling, <laughs> singling and failing, but you, I was getting you, muscle around. <laughs> you did genuinely get a muscle up your first day on yeah. the Crawford floor. Um, but you also went through the rings <laughs> the first time. Uh, no, that was another day. I have, was I that have a different that day? Still. That was a different day. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was the first day uh, that you were no. like, hi, Vince, nice to meet you. Let's get you up on these rings back when that's yeah. how we I have that video. I could share that. So anyway, <laughs> uh, as we digress, um, yeah. we did the workout. You were like, great job. I hope you come back. Yeah. And the next day I ended up I was going back to school, um, which is Elmhurst College, where I graduated, and there's this large, large man that sits right next to me, and he's like, hey, were you at CrossFit, or, uh, CrossFit Glen Ellen yesterday, and did you do a workout? I was like, that's weird. I've never talked to you in class before, but yeah, I was. Turns out that it was our good friend, Dustin, and he had owned CrossFit Glen Ellen at that time, and he basically said, I'll give you $1,000 to take your level one, and you can coach for me. And I was like, uh, I mean, <laughs> yesterday was literally my first day. So I ended up getting coaching. This is back in 2012. Uh, your beautiful uh, gym was kind of like, uh, um, like a, just like a new palace of fitness to me. And it was just so fun and so intriguing. So I started coaching there. Mitch was actually uh, kind of my on-ramp and you're going to coach this place at the same time kind of person, which is really good because he's always been very good at breaking things down and putting things in the correct order that they should be as if you were to watch something and say like, if I'm going to teach somebody else, this is the order I would teach them. So spent about three years there at Glen Ellen under Dustin and uh, the whole staff there. And then from that point in 2015, I ended up uh, leaving there and opening my own gym in Elmhurst where I was also personal training at the same time. And at that point there was two firemen who were, uh, owning what was then called Fire Force CrossFit Elmhurst, which is the mouthful that I had to get rid of the first day. <laughs> and uh, basically, they had 
found themselves in a really bad spot. They were doing okay with members. And then all of a sudden they were behind this restaurant in this very small alley. And they wanted to knock down a wall in the restaurant for a wine bar. And when they did that, it ended up flooding the, uh, like there was a rain and that wall was crucial to make sure that there was no water that got into their building. Well, their building got flooded, then our building got flooded or the previous owner's building got flooded. And then it like seeped up, they had rats, they had roaches, blah, blah. So these guys were just like, screw it. We're not paying, uh, we're not paying the landlord, we're moving. So they bought this bigger unit, probably five times the size of their previous um, location. They did not have the membership for that. They did not have the funds for that. And they were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Then the, um, the landlord was like, oh, well, you have this thing called a lease and you should probably continue to pay that. And then they got into a really bad lawsuit. And then from that point, they were like just paying a lot of legal fees. They didn't have membership. They were already full-time firemen that were mainly occupied and primarily occupied with that over running the gym. And then they found themselves paying one rent on one building that they left and then a new bigger facility with even less members. So the stars kind of aligned and I just kind of came in. I met them one time and then I was like, hey, I want to own a gym. And they're like, we're selling ours. And I was like, cool. Or they said, actually, they're like, we're closing ours. I was like, great, well, I'll buy it right now. And then we went from having 34 total members, only eight or 12 being unlimited to now we're above 100, this is five years later and we're kind of kicking butt and it's really fun. So that's kind of my history and how I've gotten into CrossFit since 2012 and kind of my background. Nice, man. I don't think I knew the full story about how dire it was over there before you got around. Uh, that's dope, mm-hmm. man. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, so now that we're like, now that we have that story of like, you turned the gym around, uh, kept the, kept the doors open, made some awesome improvements to the facility and just like created a great community. You're not allowed to go there right now. <laughs> so, um, we, we kind of got the idea of how it's affected your personal fitness um, what is this, what's this current, this present darkness doing for your, uh, like personal life and, and what are you thinking about? Uh, what are you doing about it? What are you acting on and what's kind of in your back pocket, uh, for, for that personal life wise? Yeah. So personal life, I would say we are at a point in the business where I was getting really deep into it and I was coaching a lot of the classes. I'm starting to build a staff and, we're adding new programs left and right. We're buying new equipment left and right. So I was actually very, very submerged in the business. So the personal life was one of those things that was already on the back burner. And um, it was one of those things where it was like fitness, uh, my own fitness, my gym, mostly my gym, more of my gym, coaching at my gym. And then uh, my girlfriend, Yaz, who um, you know, but if you're listening, you don't know that she's um, getting very competitive. So she's actually starting to train a lot. So it was somewhat coaching her, motivating her. And then at the same time, just trying to make sure that I'm not a complete terrible training partner because she's really fit and she's much better than me. So I actually didn't have much of a personal life outside of seeing my family. I was kind of rarely going out and seeing my friends and things like that because I was just too busy and really focused on the business. So for me, I was actually getting to a point where now stepping back into this quarantine life, realizing that I was getting burnt out. So this quarantine actually came at a point where I think I needed a vacation from actually being somewhere. And uh, this has actually been 
like really nice for me. So <laughs> I've actually enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed the, the coronavirus pandemic and uh, my girlfriend is a massive introvert. So she's like, this is the best thing ever. She actually turned 30 and I was like, what do you want for your birthday? She's like, this is great. Like <laughs> people can come in and uh, it was pretty funny because it's, I gave her a pandemic. Basically I ordered her one. So the personal life, that's You're kind of where that's gone. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's been really good because um, I feel like it's given me a very good platform to let my brain have some headspace. I've kind of got to relax. I'm not listening to, you know, six hours of blaring music and being motivating, which is actually, I know people say you run a, a lot of people to me always say, I'm sure you get this feel like, Oh, how, how hard is your job? You just, you just coach classes or you just, you just teach fitness. You're just a cheerleader. Like, yeah, it's extremely exhausting. And that's not all I do, <laughs> but thank you. So um, for me, it's actually been quite nice. And I've actually built some habits and uh, that were eluding me. And I've done this crazy thing called sleep. You know, I'm not waking up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm waking up whenever I want. It's, it's really strange, but I've actually somewhat enjoyed the quarantine, if that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's uh, puzzling because a lot of people will uh, just pray and wish for a time where they can uh, work from home, um, not have a set schedule, and uh, just binge on Netflix. Um, and <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's different, absolutely, when you're forced into a situation. Uh, right. But it's it's important to have a good attitude about like, hey, this is the type of thing that I really hope comes around every once in a while. This is, borderline vacation. Um, so it's good to, good to hear that you're doing well about it. Um, but like looking forward into, uh, when the kind of, uh, veil is lifted and the ban is lifted and you're able to get back in the gym, what are you looking forward to about fitness or the gym business? Um, after this whole shebang gets cleared up. Yeah. So, uh, that's a great question. I actually, I've been pondering that, um, for the last like four days and I've actually never been more fueled up for it and more jacked up and excited because um, when it comes to my personal fitness, I think as CrossFitters, we get so wrapped up in like hitting a PR, hitting 90%, staying to the program, or am I getting fitter, like taking a day here and there and just kind of kind of moving through the movements that we forget about the basics and we forget about what led me to be so fit, what led me to not have injuries. Or if I did have injuries, I was kind of like, oh, I'll just get really warmed up or I'll hyper bolted and I'll hook a, you know, lacrosse ball somewhere. And now it's actually like my joints are kind of getting some time to relax, you know, at the new age of 30, which is extremely fun and, you know, used to be scary to think about because, you know, everyone says like your fitness is going to decline. I'm the fittest I've ever been. And, you know, that's all not true. But now I will say like, I'm not kipping as much. I'm not doing handstand as much. I'm not under as heavy as load. So it's actually kind of a built-in deload for me, which has been really nice. And I think a lot of my members feel the same way. They're like, oh, you know, like, I love CrossFit. I love CrossFit Elmhurst. But, you know, I think this is actually a nice break from the heavy lifts and, you know, the competition and things like that. So I think that's a really good thing. And moving forward, I think I've programmed, uh, that's all I've been doing, actually, is programming and shooting content and videos and reaching out to my members about what's important to them and how can we continue their fitness under this mostly so I don't, you know, they don't have divorces or, you know, want to <laughs> destroy their children and things like that. But just to keep them preoccupied and keep the community solid, that's been a lot of my personal life right now. But I think for them too, it, this gives me a very good time to 
baseline people and to say, hey, listen, we're going to work on your squat. We're going to introduce you back to the barbell. Hey, we're going to start doing more strict pull-ups before we kip. Hey, we're going to start to do conditioning in longer domains in a like uh, single or uh, like single modality kind of form. And then, you know, it's about to get warmer. People are already trying to run a little bit more because they want to get out of their house, which is really nice. And I think that we're going to have some really nice baseline progressions that can kind of hit the reset button on us and then really propel us to doing things the right way and then doing things a better way. And then at that point, the deload has kind of lifted over everybody. They're so excited to get back in the gym and cherish what they've missed, which is their friends, their community, their 6 a.m. class, their 4.30 class, their 6.30 p.m. class, the 5A, all of them. They just truly have no, had no idea how much I think we all took the gym for granted, how much we really took our freedom to kind of leave the door and interact and things like that. I think people are very fired up and they're extremely excited on the earliest part of this quarantine but, to get back into it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like how it kind of brings your journey full circle um, from, you know, really basic strength conditioning, personal training um, into the like high flying, high performance, uh, high octane type of uh, CrossFit performance. Uh, delivery that is so um, addicting and fun, right? It's like pickup basketball. Uh, it's like whatever your favorite sport is. And so you just want to do it all the time. Uh, but then coming back to building up progressions, strength, skill, um, in order to be able to get back on the court, so to speak, uh, for the things that really fire you up um, with a wider base of health. Um, and that's, that's a really good, um, segue that you were just talking about is, um, like having to be limited. How have the, uh, the limits and regulations of this time, uh, has it sparked any, uh, creativity? Has it challenged you? Um, how are you delivering coaching, uh, and results with all this, uh, craziness happening? Yeah. So th that's extremely, um, extremely fun. It's a little bit scary. And then it also is also at the same point, it's reassuring because I know now that I don't have people who can do kipping pull-ups. They don't have a rig at their home. Some of them have barbells. Some of them don't. Some of them have dumbbells. Some of them don't. Some of them have kettlebells and bands. Some don't. And it was really fun to me to see that everything that we do functionally in CrossFit or in our gym or in everybody's kind of daily lifestyle of working out, you can take all that stuff away and I can still say, you're going to do push-ups. You're going to take a backpack and use it as a kettlebell swing. You're going to be fundamentally working to find a way to make that work. And it's scary at first because you're like, okay, well, I have to make a video for thrusters with a barbell. Okay, and now I have to make a video of thrusters with a dumbbell, now a kettlebell, now a backpack, now a small dog, now <laughs> something else. You know, like you're really finding ways to get creative and get people to bring their kids into their workout, to bring their spouses that maybe don't go to the gym into the workout because they're actually, you know, knocking at the door for something to say like, Hey, let me, let me find some sanity. Let me join you in the workout. I have to get out of my own house. So some of the things that I'm finding is people are better than I thought they were. And that's really, really fun because um, I have members now 
shooting me a 45 minute workout saying, Hey, I just did this workout with my wife and my kids. Maybe you can use it for Tuesday. And as I looked at the workout, I was like, did I write this? Did they grab it from previous programming? And it's no, like what I've taught them, what you've taught your members, what most of the good coaches have taught their members is foundations where they can say, I'll do a 21-15-9 of this and this. I'm going to do five minutes, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, and I'm going to set these amount of rest times in here. And they're responsible without you. They're creative without you. And they're implementing all of the things that you've taught them without you. So you really get reassured that you've done your job and um, it's fulfilling for sure. But on the other end of that, there's a lot of people who say like, I only have one dumbbell. How do I do a devil's press with one dumbbell? I'm like, well, you just do it with one dumbbell. <laughs> but it's, it's been intriguing. It's been fun. It's been a challenge. And um, I'm lucky enough and thankful enough that my members have not only reached out to me, but they've, you know, tagged me on multiple posts saying like, hey, listen, I know that this is a small business. And I know that um, this gym is something that isn't funded by a million dollar corporation. But just to let you know, like, we're going to keep paying, whether it's one month, two months, three months, as long as I have a job. So it's really cool. And they're continuing their fitness and their fitness journey up as if nothing ever happened, which is really nice. Awesome. I, I really love, uh, before, before this, I was trolling uh, the CrossFit Elmhurst and your personal Instagram stories. And it's just awesome and overwhelming to see so many people um, tagging and uh, getting after their fitness, like living rooms decked out, uh, throwing your face up on the, uh, up on the TV and working out, uh, uh, Tony Horton style, uh, and just getting after it. It's really cool to see the community. And you're also doing some neat stuff that's kind of innovative with, um, your digital delivery, right? Uh, the apps that you're working through and the content that you're creating. Uh, do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah. So, uh, some of the content is something that I've been, and this is another thing that kind of goes back to one of the other questions that you said earlier was like, what am I doing with my time? Well, as a business owner, and I'm sure for you as well, uh, in the CrossFit space or the micro gym space, there's so many projects that you want to do and you really want to do them well. And then there's so many projects that are like thoughts and you kind of get into this point of paralysis of, I have too many options, so I can't do one and I don't want to deliver one unless I make it a hundred percent what I want to deliver. And at that point I have been working with, a um, product called uh, PT Distinction. That's um, a mobile app. They let you develop it. It's really nice. And for a lot of my clients who have either moved away or um, they just like for some reason can't make it to the gym, their work schedule doesn't apply with our schedule. I've able, been able to um, remotely coach them and realize the same thing that they can use an app. They don't have to have me in their space. So we've done that and forever now, they kind of give you this standard, okay, here's a squat. And what they do is they give you a video, link to YouTube, but you can actually use it through the, uh, the app without leaving the app. And it shows, you know, woman or man performing a good air squat. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You know, what would be really cool though, is if I did the demo or if Yaz did the demo or if Jamie or one of my other coaches or Tommy did the demo. And at that point, then it's kind of like, man, I, I am still there. I am still a part of the community. I can, I can still log in. So for me, I was like, man, I've always wanted to film a bunch of content of movements and, you know, write down 
hips move forward or butt moves down or shoulders press forward or things like that. And now since I have, you know, until the end of the quarantine to film that, I've been able to film a lot of that content and a lot of the videos and start to splice up all of the content. And that's been really helpful because now they can see um, me doing the movement. They can see how she set up the movement from start to finish. And also at some point they can get to see the progression. They can see things that are before or after and what I'm using to use that. And then it's really good too, because a lot of them are saying like, Oh, I've never known how to do that. Oh, I, I forgot that I'm supposed to turn my hand when I press. I forgot all that stuff. So it's been a nice going back and forth of what I need to implicate, what I need to adjust, what I need to put in, or what I did was deliver. And I don't have to redo it or do it again. Yeah. I love, I love that. Um, having your own exercise library is something that's been, I'm sure it's been on almost every coach's uh, to-do list and it's good that you're attacking it. And I also, uh, I just love how you're, you think about decommoditizing uh, your offering and showing how you are different and how you're like, cause it's really tough. Uh, and like, you know, uh, as a, as a gym that, uh, splits the name between, uh, a, a non CrossFit brand and the CrossFit brand, it's really tough mm-hmm. to distinguish yourself to someone who isn't in your community from other gyms and, uh, from other people who, um, honestly dilute, uh, the CrossFit name or dilute, um, what you're delivering and just think that you're a, a boot camp that you can just get a sweat and they don't understand that. No, we're delivering coaching and moving you from point A to point B in your fitness journey. Um, and so like working off of what you can do and how you're like excellently delivering your, uh, like coaching and progressions and, uh, improvements to your people. Um, I want to move on to like home fitness secrets is kind of what I titled this section. Um, and so people can kind of want people to get the idea of how they can implement these types of things immediately in their home fitness and then, uh, come to you with like questions for clarification and stuff like that. So what, what are the lifestyle changes? Maybe fitness, maybe not. Um, but the lifestyle changes that people can make during this time of kind of lockdown, uh, or just like at home for their fitness in general, so they can maximize their growth progress, uh, and their health. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And um, I think for me, one of the things is, is regularity. And a lot of that comes from, are you working out consistently? Are you working out um, a certain amount? Are you moving a certain amount? Or even to the recovery side, a lot of people do, you know, and, and I'm guilty of this as well. They'll do a two hour training session or a one hour training session or a class. And then they're like, oh, I, I know I'm still sweating, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run to my car and I'm going to drive for a four hour meeting. It's like, yeah, I mean, you just did an hour of an hour of activity, and you you could just stretch your hamstrings because we still got six minutes left of class. You could use that, and uh, you know they don't properly cool down. Maybe they don't properly warm up, things like that. I mean, you have to really have a system in place. And at this time, you have all the time in the world. If anything, you're trying to find time to fill, or trying to find things to fill time with right now. So I think properly getting warm properly going through your workout or your training or your session or whatever it is through the movement. And then also properly cooling down is a like phenomenal chance where you aren't bound by time anymore. And I think that's like super helpful. I know that's kind of a generic answer, but it, it really is crucial. And if you talk to any real athlete um, or somebody who really trains and really makes it a high priority in their mind, they're going to tell you, you know, I warm up, I stretch, 
then I start to move around. Then I warm up the movement. And then I maybe put some weight on the bar. And then if it doesn't feel good, I, I maybe stretch a little bit more and get a little bit more warm. And then about 30 minutes in, I'm ready to go. And then after that 30 minutes of whatever their thing was, whether that was a class or a body weight thing or an at-home fitness thing, they were kind of like, you know what, I'm going to take an extra 10 minutes and I'm going to get into my hamstrings. I'm going to get into my glutes. I'm going to reach for my toes and things like that. And I think that's one thing that you really get to take advantage of right now. It's really nice. And it's really something that you're going to start to respect as you start to feel how good your body feels once you're in that longer routine and that not so crunch time stuff. Yeah. I really like that. The, um, the secrets of the, uh, of the elite are usually that they're just doing the same things you are with a little bit more focus, a little bit more consistency, um, and making sure that they never don't do the basics rather than doing some fancy program, squat cycle, any of that stuff. It's just like, cool. Did you do it right every time? Uh, Did you do it right? Correct. It like how you're delivering it. Like, are you half-assing it? Are you really trying to beat the guy next to you? Which is good because, you know, we all want to be competitive, but at the same time, am I doing it right? And if I beat that guy to the next me, like nobody at work after you leave the gym goes like, Hey, Hey, I saw you get that overhead sweat better than Tom. Uh, you don't have to turn in your, your work, your report, your Excel sheet, your delivery, your sales. It's, it's okay. Like nobody's watching you, which is great. Cause you also don't have judgment. You don't need to show off. So now you can start to correctly move. You can correctly hit your form or your technique and not worry about, Oh, I always do 225 on bench. Yeah. Well, maybe not today. Maybe, you know, like let's actually touch your chest or things like that. So I think that's something that's really cool. And, um, exactly what you're saying. Like you can just really get back to the foundation. Nice. So in that, uh, that you kind of touched on my next topic. So it's like a perfect segue. Um, what are the other advantages that you can get, uh, health and fitness wise from home fitness that you can't get, uh, at a gym? Uh, and if you want to go more specific in a CrossFit context, stuff that might get overlooked in the gym, in addition to the warm up, the cool down, trying to rush everything and do a 60 minute class or trying to, um, I think one out of every five memes on CrossFit pages is usually about how people cheat the workout, uh, or usually like cheat the important stuff of class, like warming up, mobilizing stuff. And you know how much I love mobility, Uh, but, uh, how, what are the advantages that you can give to your people at home uh, in a CrossFit context that you sometimes get overlooked at the gym? Yeah, I think um, one thing that tends to happen is I made a little bit of a YouTube video about this, but using the full hour is, is pretty impressive. And when you do a home workout, it might be shorter in duration, like it might be 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever you can get, you know, like uh, your cooking in for the kids and you can kind of like do the laundry and you're trying to get all that stuff done. One thing that's really nice that you can get and you can't really always get in, in class is a hundred percent work the entire time. So back to my like wrestling days, when you go into another sport, there's a basketball, there's a hoop, there's five different uh, other players around the court or however many is playing on the sport that you're picking. And like, the work gets kind of spread out. Okay, here's, you know, he gets the ball, now he's going to work. Okay, now you get the ball, now you work, and then you kind of get to rest. When you have a home workout or wrestling, there's no equipment. There's nothing there. There's no bench press. There's no passing. 
you literally are just picking up another person and beating them up all the time. <laughs> so it's a full go all the time. It's a constant work. And in CrossFit, we kind of always do this like big time explosion, big time sprint. Okay, rest. Okay, big time explosion, big time rest. Boom. Or, okay, take it really easy on the rower because you hate the row, but you're going to kill it on, you know, pull-ups because you're five foot five and you have a lot of big upper body strength. And home workouts, what you can do is if the workout is five rounds for time, you're just going. You don't have, you know, it's not a heavy barbell where you got to put it down, chalk up, grab some water, and then lift it again. And then repeat and kind of make excuses for yourself to kind of take these breaks. During home workouts, you've got 30 to 40 minutes. There's no one interrupting you. There is no me stopping you to say, hey, like the imam is changing or hey, like this isn't a good song or hey, blah, blah. You actually get to say, I'm going to do 90 seconds of mountain climbers and I'm going to do 90 seconds of mountain climbers the entire time. And then I'm just going to go right into squats right here. I don't have to walk across the gym. I don't have to make sure that somebody's not coming after me with a dumbbell. I don't have to make sure that, you know, all these other things are happening. The other thing that I think is nice is, uh, one thing that's nice for me as well is, uh, the external factors that motivate you are probably different. So for me, it's really nice having my own music, right? So like for other people, you get to play your own music. And that like can sometimes either, <clears throat> excuse me, have like a bad day. They might say like, oh man, I hate this song. Vince always plays this playlist. I'm going to play my stuff. And now like that's what's going to get me through it. That's what I need. I need Eye of the Tiger playing when I do this or I need blah, blah, blah. So you get to kind of have your own music, your, home, your own atmosphere, and you get to fully hit your workout without any kind of excuses of where to take a break and things like that. So you get a little bit more of that intensity. And I think that's really nice. Awesome. So you get to focus on just the sweat, right? Just doing the thing that you're doing. Um, and I think that's something that if you're not, if you don't have that, because like sometimes the interruptions just change, right? From yeah. uh, me yelling at you to not use so much chalk um, and just leave some for the rest of us and don't get any on the floor. <laughs> the interruption becomes the dog won't let you do push-ups, or the kids <laughs> are asking you 40 billion questions uh, <laughs> at every interval. Um, so I feel like that's both a, um, an advantage and an encouragement is like try to carve out that time where it's absolutely right. dedicated. Um, and then I love the point of uh, getting to discover a little bit about what motivates you. Um, I always found that it's, fun to uh do no music workouts where there's yeah. just nothing you really find out what your headspace is like if you turn it turn it down for a little while we do that at faith rx um at least once a year um so as a coach uh who's who has a little bit less control over uh how people are training um just in terms of how you're able to hold people accountable accountable for movement uh and uh with the like temptations of quarantine what are some things that are not helpful that you'd rather see pe people you'd rather see people stay away from or just think about when they are uh at home doing their stuff yeah so i think the benefits of having a coach is <clears throat> there's times where you do get those gems and this is kind of against what i just said but this is something that i think is impressive is when you have a coach generally they are aware of your fitness far beyond what you are hmm. so there's a lot of times where you'll see a guy who comes in who played high school or college football or something like that and this guy always guns it out of the first three minutes of a workout and you're like dude 
you've done this before, like slow down, start doing five, four, three, two of cleans, you know, stop, start breaking it up because you're going to die. And now you're going to get a three minute workout. And now <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to be upset. You're going to have a headache. You're going to start overthinking that you're not fit. And then all your other problems, your sales meeting at work went bad and blah, blah, blah. This, what I think is a disadvantage of is people might not know their own fitness and they might have a lot of other outliers that are playing around in their head that once they get tired, they really get down on themselves. And as a coach, it's kind of like, I can step in and say, Mitch, listen, man, um, you're probably not doing well because you didn't, did you sleep last night? Did you sleep good last night? Did you have a work meeting that, you know, you drank until 2 a.m. because, you know, you got to entertain clients and stuff like that? Like, that's probably what it is because I know that you can pick up that barbell. I know that you can run these laps at this time. But I think there's some other things that are kind of in perspective that are possibly hurting your performance today. And I think having a coach, it's, it's really there for support, understanding what doesn't make sense at the time because your headspace is, you know, incorrect for what you're trying to do and trying to achieve. And I think that's the mental side of which I wish I was there and I wish I could help them because I know that when some workouts get really hard, like you said, people wonder, why am I doing burpees over a bar? Is it, is it really to get fit or is it because like, I don't like to run or is it because I like to be with my friends and this is why I'm doing it. Cause like I get to compete against Mitch or things like that. And I think when you start to pull them away, now they think I'm here to get really healthy and I know that he's putting a workout up to make sure that I'm healthy. It's not to get to the games, which nobody cares about in my gym. It's not to, you know, do any of those other external factors like be on Instagram, things like that. It's literally to get healthy, be able to play with their kids, um, be able to play sports and just not worry, things like that. Um, I think on the other side of that, what you're saying is when it comes to the actual movements, what I'm really sad that I'm not there for is if I tell people, okay, you're going to do, uh, let's think, like a dumbbell hang clean and jerk, okay? Most people might not be able to see or feel that they're just using their arms or their shoulders or their traps. And like that stuff, yes, you're doing the movement, but you're doing it so improperly with bad, improper and with bad technique that you're going to just possibly injure something that I, that's, could have been preventable if I already saw you doing that. Like, hey, listen, you got to use your hips, remember? Or, hey, make sure you shrug that shoulder. When you press, try to jerk it. And I think what happens is people don't understand how they are moving. They just know that they're getting the object from point A to point B without anybody saying, hey, listen, like the dumbbell's supposed to hit your shoulder. <laughs> or I'm sure you know, as in CrossFit, there's a lot of times where I'm like, hang, dumbbell, clean and jerk. And they might do hang, dumbbell, snatch or they might do something different where you're like, that's not the movement. That's, that's not what I'm, that's not what I want you to do. And now you're doing this. And then now tomorrow your workout's going to be destroyed because tomorrow we're going to barbell snatch and you just did dumbbell snatch. So things like that are where I wish I was there and I wish I could help them to navigate them through their workout, navigate them through their headspace, navigate them through movement and prevent them from injury and using the wrong muscles. Right. I mean, that's why we have, on-site facilities, right? This is because uh, the community is great, but the coaching you get in person is essential. Uh, it's yeah. vital. You got to have someone looking at you. Um, and you know, there's only so much we can do through video, uh, because of the delay, right? It's like, uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna like punish a dog 
an hour after he does something because it's gone. It's just outside right. of him. So you got to correct stuff uh, immediately unless you're working with very, very advanced athletes, not to poop on anyone who's uh, in our, um, uh, in our clientele, but it's, it's not about <laughs> who you are. It's just about what works for humans. Um, but it sounds like, it sounds like you're saying um, the, uh, what you don't want people to do is um, just kind of wing it. Um, and you don't want people to, uh, let their thoughts run wild. Uh, how do you recommend people police their like, uh, self-talk, uh, when they're in the workouts, kind of like what you were saying about, like, I know you can go faster. I know you have this, uh, or I know that you tend to strategize this, uh, differently. Like, how do you, how would you recommend your people and anyone listening, uh, police their own self-talk? Yeah. So for me, um, being positive is very natural to me. So for me, uh, this problem doesn't really occur when I work out. It's kind of, I don't think, Oh, you're fat, you're stupid, you're lazy. This barbell's too heavy. Oh, like what's going to happen? What are people going to think about you if you can't lift this barbell or if you can't make that sales pitch for me, it's always very easy. It's like, Hey, get this done. Okay. Next thing. Okay. Get this done. Oh, you can lift this barbell okay, like I've done it before. So I'm experienced with this. I'm going to make sure that I lift it. I know that I can lift it, right? I have that confidence that's kind of built in and or it's just always natural for me. There's a lot of people that when they work out, as you're saying, like they get down on themselves. Oh, I can't lift this barbell. Oh, this doesn't feel right. My shoulder hurts. And you know, I, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. So for me, what I want people to kind of do for themselves is give themselves some positive talk and really use that as a muscle a lot of people think that oh you know look at mitch you know he moves so well and like it's got to be easy because you know he moves so well if i could move that well i i would have fun doing it too and it'd be really easy but they forget that mitch has been working on this for countless countless years and times and reps and failures and things like that and you know that's why he's built that strong mental state you know and how they can regulate themselves is because it's just trial and error so for me, what I would basically tell anybody who's listening that when you're working out, number one, why, know why you're working out, why you're about to do that workout. If you're doing a workout with an Olympic lift, your whole goal is to make the lift, okay, or to execute this, or to make sure you hit this amount of weight. If you don't hit that weight, then you get to say, why did I not hit that weight? Well, because I'm on a back squat cycle, because I'm sore, or because, you know what, today just wasn't my day, but I hit 90%. I think for us right now, at this point, it's just basically saying, I'm here to sweat. I'm here to keep my uh, fitness at a status quo spot where I don't decline, or I'm just trying to get out of breath. Or if you are in that headspace where you're trying to improve, it's like, I'm doing this because this is what I'm bad at. Okay. Or this is what I can do right now. And it's the best thing I can do. And whenever you do start to get down on yourself, the number one thing is, just stop that, throw that out of the, out of the headspace that you're in and just really think to yourself, like, instead of being down on myself, how can I motivate myself? It is a muscle that you're trying to use in your brain of how do I make myself better at telling myself that I'm better, that I'm good enough, that I can do this next rep. People are very uh, easily ready to just fire at themselves and like, you know, really bring themselves down but I think if people could really work on just giving yourself one extra thing, one good thing about yourself and like kind of telling you how to get through a workout without 
sabotaging yourself, they would start to realize like it's between the years. A lot of this working out stuff, a lot of this life stuff, it, it's all about between the years. And if you can constantly practice the positive of that, you'll have leaps and bounds of where you previously were. Nice. Like you said earlier, uh, people are better than you think they are. Uh, you, you always find an excuse to think that about other people. Um, but it, it sounds like you just, uh, you're saying just look for those things about yourself um, and just reinforce those, flex that muscle uh, and train, train positivity essentially. Is that right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's also very impressive too because a lot of my clients and I'm sure a lot of your clients and everybody out there, they're so successful in other aspects of their life. Like I have people who run million dollar companies, you know, and they're highly sought after. They get headhunted. They have amazing staff and their, their business and their sales is phenomenal. And then you start to say like, you pull them out of their octagon or their domain. You're like, okay, like, here's what we're going to do. And it's a simple task. And like, I, I, just, I just don't know if I can do that. Like, listen, what you do outside of this gym is far more impressive than what I'm asking you to do. And just take it right at the bottom. Start at the beginning. Let's just work on this. And then gradually we will get to that point, right? And it, it's amazing to me because for me and you, I think we get to see people in their weakest like spots, like CrossFit is not what they're best at because it's only one hour of their day, multiple times a week. But, you know, their work might be eight hours, their home life might be five hours and they get a little bit more practice and they kind of find and build their own environment and they can have their confidence and they can check off things. But when you start to dig at them personally or physically, it's impressive to see how people get scared or they get insecure and instead of taking those steps, like gradually, like they did in their profession, they kind of like shy away from that. So I think if you can continuously just say like, hey, this is where I am right now. Just be honest with yourself. I can't squat like this for some reason, but here's what my coach is telling me to do so that I can get into a good squat, so that I can get into a good overhead position. I think that's a really big fundamental part that I hope people can get to is just be honest with yourself where you are whether you have an injury, whether you just had a long sales uh, meeting or, you know, you had a, you fly for work and you just came back after two weeks. It's okay. Be honest with yourself. Know where you are starting currently. You may have been fitter before. You may will, you might be fitter soon, but just right now, focus on where you are. It's okay. Nobody, you're not going to die. You're not going to lose your job because you can't do a thruster or your friend is not under five minutes it's okay. Just go ahead and start saying, where do I go from here? What is the next step? And what is the next logical step? Not, I used to back squat 400. Nope. Don't worry. You just had a groin injury. It's okay. Why don't you start at 135 and do some tempo stuff? If someone makes money, you can just say, Hey, like, well, I pulled my groin and now I'm going to start from the bottom. And when I get back to that 400 squat, I'm going to do it for two instead of one. So I think that's crucial. And I think that's something that everybody should kind of just look in the mirror for. Nice. Well, so as we're wrapping up here, what is something that you want to personally remember? Um, I've heard, I heard you use the word cherish um, or beforehand, and I liked it. Uh, what is it that you want to personally remember or cherish about this time in your fitness journey, either as it relates to the uh, situation going on in the world or just like your own personal um, fitness journey? Like, so you just turned 30. Like, I turned 30 last year too. Like we're in this kind of trans, uh, transition period. 
Um, and it's something that uh, you might want to take something away from or remember. So maybe two questions uh, about the situation at large and this point in your life. Yeah, so I'll take that in, in that order then. I think um, the situation in, in the world right now is, it, it makes you kind of step back. And, you know, for me, like I said earlier in this podcast, I was so um, under so much pressure about the work and the, the community and the business and things like that, that I kind of lost my personal life, right? And now it's really nice because I get to stay home with uh, my girlfriend, with my dog, and we get to spend time with each other that is generally kind of taken out. Like I don't have an option. So I know your kids are driving you crazy. I know your husband is annoying. I know your wife is getting in your business and asking you to do projects that you probably put off for months and days and years and all that stuff. But I think right now I've been able to call my mom and my dad every day. I've been able to talk to my grandpa who I don't normally get to talk to because it's out of sight, out of mind. I've had friends call me from Michigan, from Florida, from Phoenix. And they're like, Hey man, I'm watching your Instagram. And you know, this is the first time I've gotten to step out of work. And you know, I was just, I just wanted to give you a call. I thought that was really cool because I get to do that thing for them. They get to kind of talk to me. And I think this is a moment where we get to really see what's important. And that's your home, your family, your relationships, things like that. That's really crucial. Like at a lot of times you kind of think like, I wish I had more time with them. And right now I just, I think it's bad to say like, God, I just want to get out of my house. It's like, no, like just use this built-in vacation time to, you know, take your son and teach him how to play basketball. Or for me, with Yaz, like, uh, she's teaching me Spanish, and we're taking, like, 30 minutes out of the day, and we're just like, hey, like, let's learn a new skill, like, I don't have anything to do, and I don't have any deadlines, I don't have anything, so, like, let's work on a new skill, learn how to cook if you can't cook, if you don't know how to give yourself these, like, positive habits, like, do you eat fast food? Okay, well, stop doing that, like, learn how to cook, now you can, now you can cook, be healthy, use your quarantine, and also be better, or, like, read a book that you want. So like cherish the time that you get right now. Stop worrying about where the life, where like the world is going to go in the next 30 days. And yeah, I'm sure it's a concern for everybody. I mean, for me it is, and I'm still going to have a business, you know, and then if it just lasts till June, those are all important. But I think right now it's very effective and helpful to worry about what's close to you, which is your relationships, your people, skills that you have or anything that you can make up. So I, I hope that one is something that people really cherish and they, you know, in a month or whenever this ends, they just don't think back and say like, man, I probably should have spent more time with my wife or man, I maybe could have taken my kid to, you know, play basketball or like look at all the drawings he's done or she or whatever it is. So I think that's one thing that I would really reflect on. And, and I hope that I kind of use all this time to make sure that I cherish that. And that's like personal life and what's going on in the world. I think for fitness wise and journey wise, I'm cherishing the fact that I get to start at zero because before I had a gym, before I found CrossFit, before I did any of that, fitness was just my body. And in wrestling, that was great because that's all I needed. And right now I'm trying to show that to my members that that's all you need right now is your body. And you can start a new foundation on, you know, a hip, a groin, a shoulder, something that feels bad. And now you can take the time to really focus on that shoulder, focus on that hip or that impingement or use your CrossFit coach or your um, whoever you're going with right now to say like, hey, these are weaknesses and I, this is the best time where we can work on just my weakness or find a new foundation. So for me, I'm really cherishing the fact that 
I can dial it back. I can take the intensity back and I can focus on the important things of, do I have any weaknesses? Do I have anything that I really have been neglecting? Have I really not hopped on full cardio? Have I really avoided running because I don't want to run or I don't like to run and I use winter as an excuse? Nope. Well, now I can do that. So I would say for fitness wise, I would, I'm cherishing the reboot and I like that I'm getting so hungry to get back into the gym, getting so hungry to make fitness something that is like my, my now outlet again and uh, kind of find the love of being back in the CrossFit class, being with my buddies, with my training partners, with things like that. Awesome. So good. Um, cool. So as we're wrapping up, I'm just going to uh, kind of rapid fire a couple of these things. You don't even need, I'm going to spring these on you. You didn't know these. Were uh, <laughs> I didn't know I'm going to rapid fire some of these uh, because people are stuck in their homes after they've finished their workout, after they've cooked their healthy meal, after they've pet the dog and all that stuff. Uh, what, um, what was the last um, good book that you'd recommend people pick up? Why do we sleep? Um, I forget the author. I think it's Matthew something, but that has been a game changer. It's called Why, Why Do We Sleep? It's phenomenal. Nice. All right. Uh, what's the last good movie that you saw that you'd recommend to people? Mm. I'll tell you the movie that I recommend you don't see. <laughs> yeah, I just watched Frozen 2 and I, I wasn't a fan. I, I talked to her. I know, yeah. I mean, the first one was phenomenal. So long as we're solid, but this one I thought they just made it because uh, they just made a lot of money the first time. It's super successful and it was like a bad chronicle. So don't watch Frozen 2. <laughs> All right. Any uh, TV show you're watching right now? Uh, I think we're... Yes, and I are binge watching the uh, the infancy of the Big Bang Theory, so it's pretty funny. Awesome. And uh, if people need to uh, learn, uh, or you want people to learn how to cook one food, it can be a good for you food or a food that we would probably put lower on our priority list. Um, what would you recommend people learn how to cook? I would say a good breakfast. I, I made a really good skillet. I had. Uh, sweet potatoes as hash and uh, just eggs, some peppers, cut those up and then threw in some bacon, which is absolutely delicious. So I would say a good breakfast is, is a solid start. Learn how to make eggs. If you can't make an omelet or if you can't even scramble eggs, God be with you. And I hope that you learn because it's so much better when you can cook for yourself. Nice. <laughs> God be with you is probably a pretty good place to end a podcast that's so far yeah. changing and deals yeah. with the, uh, the quarantine topic, the pandemic, the pandemic, uh, Vince, thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, to do this with me. I think people are going to really like it and come out of the other side better. Uh, and that's true for both the podcast and for quarantine. Yeah. Thank you, Mitch.